1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Is there just too much that you see now
3: that you you doubt or don't think it can still be here? Hmm. I don't even think I'm ready to answer that question, honestly. Because I put it to the back of my mind. It's something that I had to do in order to approach this season appropriately. I had to put it to the back of my mind in training camp, you know? And so um, I'm gonna revisit that in January. Um, but what I can tell you now is I've appreciated this last six years playing here in Chicago. Um, I would challenge you to find another person on this team that has bled and fought and, and lived and died with this team the way that I have. So whatever comes from that, I accept. But um, as far as right now, just ready to play some more football.
4: Best Bears defensive lineman Akeem Hicks on Friday when asked about his future with the Chicago Bears. I'm Rami Makloff with you on 670. The score up until 4 o'clock, the Bet Rivers pregame show with Mully. Olin Kurtz, Patrick Manley at 430, taking you right up to kickoff between the Bears and the Packers. At 720, we'll switch gears in the 2 o'clock hour with Cody Westerland. talk some Bulls with him, and the latest news, Zach Levine, the ninth Bull, to enter COVID protocol, and I want to talk some Bulls with you in that 2 o'clock hour, but let's, let's keep the Bears talk going and talk some Bears, talk some Bears Packers with NFL Insider 467, to score, also Executive Editor of Pro Football Weekly. Pleasure to welcome in, as always, Hub Arkish to the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Hub, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing good, Robbie. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I, I don't think you have to read too hard between the lines from what we just heard there from Akeem Hicks, a, a fan favorite amongst Bears fans, to uh, to think that his days in a Bears uniform are numbered.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you could tell because <laughs> the way we do this, is, that was actually me asking the question, and and there was a little bit of conversation in front of and after that question. And um, you know what he said is he's going to revisit it in January. He hasn't ruled it out. He obviously is unhappy uh, about whatever went on last off season. The reality, though, is that he wasn't going to get a contract extension. And I don't know if he had an agent who who gave him some bad information or or whatever it was. Um, I, I don't know if maybe the Bears made an offer, did make an offer, and it was insulting. It's hard to know everything that went on. But you also heard the part about the six years, and he is going to get into the free agent market and find out that at 32, um, you know, having missed the better part of the last few seasons—or not the better part, but a significant part—with injuries, you know, there's only going to be so much money out there, and and there's only going to be so many years on a deal. And and knowing Akeem, I know him a little better than you know. I know most players, and um, I think he will revisit it. So it seems like a long shot now. You're absolutely right about that. But I wouldn't rule it out. I've seen stranger things happen than this. It was really an interesting. We were together for about 15 minutes, and there was some other stuff too, where he, he got very emotional, and it was uh, uh, it was a really good interview. And um, uh, we'll see. You know, I think what I'm really disappointed about though is that he seemed pretty convinced Friday that he was going to be playing tonight, and then of course yesterday he was ruled out. So obviously that ankle isn't quite there yet. But that's disappointing because uh, I know Friday he was talking about how excited he was about playing tonight.
4: And the, the, the the situation, the opposite as far as tonight goes for Allen Robinson, he comes back from, from the injury hub, but his, his offseason situation similar to Joaquin Hicks in that he, he will hit free agency this offseason, and the Bears have a decision to make with him. How much do you think this, this stretch of, of the final five games plays into what, what the Bears decide to do with Allen Robinson and what the market is for him in terms of showing the other teams out there what Allen Robinson is still capable of?
2: Yeah, you know, Rami, it's unfortunate, but I know a little bit more about these negotiations and what went on. And I'd actually probably be more surprised if A-Rob was back than than, than Akeem. And again, there's not a classier guy in the league. And, and, and it's not that anybody did anything wrong. It's just that in this case, uh, there was just you know definitely bad intelligence, bad information about what the market was going to bear. Uh, I know what the offers were. I know what they were asking. Uh, they, they weren't really all that close it's clearly going to be a lot less now and and, and some of that is the injury more of it is the unfortunate reality of the Bears offense Uh, a lot of it quite frankly is that the Bears made a commitment to a rookie quarterback who wasn't going to be ready to help him have his best season and and so um, I just I don't think the Bears will be the highest bidder for A-Rob and so after what happened last year that would be very surprising but I do think that, you know, for him, these last five games are huge. You know, if he comes back out and shows, hey, I'm still a number one receiver, um, he lost some money you know, off of not doing a deal last year. There's no question about that. But I do think he can minimize those losses with, with you know, what production he can, he can come up with in the next five weeks.
4: Talking with Hub Arkish, score NFL insider, also analyst for Shaw Media, sideline reporter for Westwood One. Rami McLaughlin with you on the score on a Sunday afternoon. Hub, I'm, I'm sure you saw the the latest report on, on what might transpire with the Bears front office. And I know Trace Armstrong has come out and denied Jason Luckin for his report. The former Bears defensive lineman, now now a prominent agent for coaches in, in both the pro and the college ranks, Luckin Forrest says, has talked with the Bears about a top management position and may bring Ryan Day with him as part of a possible package as the Bears' next head coach. Are, are you catching any whiff of, of this, this Trace Armstrong stuff from, from your sources? Yeah,
2: it's, it's a ridiculous report. Um, <laughs> you know, um, listen, you know, and if you read what LaConne said, he didn't even suggest that, that Day was involved in some way. He said that, you know, if Trace were to take over the Bears,
4: Oh, I think I think we lost Hub there. Yeah, it is. I mean, the way that Lock and Fora, I think what Hub was just getting to here, and hopefully we can reconnect Hub here in just a second. And people were accusing Lock and Fora of of making this up. And I got a call asking about the validity or 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 how true this this report from Lock and Fora might be. We, oh, we do have Hub back. Okay, Hub. I'm sorry, we, we lost you just as you were uh, talking about Lock and Four's report and the way that he worded the uh, the Ryan Day portion of it.
2: Yeah, and so, Rami, mean, let's forget how silly that is, but just stay with the, the, the main point. Matt Nagy is a client of Trace Armstrong's. I mean, and people need to think before they do this, the damage they can do to people, you know, with bogus reports like this. Now, Trace is out there. His client went through what he went through over Thanksgiving week, and now he hears potentially that his, his agent is negotiating with the bears to be the guy, you know, that might clean house. And, and even beyond that, because Matt and Trace are two class individuals, I know pretty well they'll work that part out, but now it's out there in the industry with any client that Trace might want to have, and, and so it's just, it's horrible reporting. And, um now am i saying that the bears aren't out talking to people no that's a possibility you know maybe we'll look kind of onto something there but but no traces if you read his denial it doesn't leave any room for doubt and i can tell you that i knew that
4: before i read his denial on twitter hub w- one thing that that is in that report uh, that i i'm i'm afraid i'm afraid the bears might take this course whether it's trace armstrong or or anybody else is to hire a, a president of football operations and and to leave Ryan Pace in in place at, at at general manager as somebody who answers to that president of football operations and probably is is not necessarily calling the shots or having the final say on moves. What do you think with, with this next phase of, of of the Bears, whatever it might look like, is going to be Ryan Pace's place in it? You know,
2: Robbie, it's interesting because you started by saying you're afraid and then moved on, I am. and I'm I'm curious as to why. Uh, why why are you afraid of that? Why does that concern you?
4: I just – and, Hub, I, I know, I know, and you've pointed to this, and, and I obviously trust your football acumen and plenty of smart football people that I talk to will point to a lot of the good moves that Ryan Pace has made as the general manager of the Bears, but seven years and one winning season and no playoff victories, Hub, is just not it's just not good enough for me as a bears fan i'm ready to see a change and and maybe maybe that's not a fully informed opinion that i have when when i make it maybe it's a knee-jerk meatball football fan type of reaction but seven seasons and one winning season and no playoff victories is just not good enough for me i want to see a change
2: well and and robbie i'm not saying you're wrong and I, I wasn't looking to debate either i just was curious as to why sure you yeah. felt that way because i know there are people who feel that way but but i mean what you just described would be a pretty significant change it, it'd be bringing a boss in over over uh, above ryan pace to put him in a position where he could continue to do, to, to do some of the good talent acquisition he did but not make some of the perceived mistakes that have been made over the last you know five six seven years so I you know I don't have a dog in this race I'm not saying I know what the best answer is sure but I will tell you that my sources are telling me that that that, that Ryan is not in bad shape with the Bears I I I don't think they're looking to move on from Ryan pace and, and I don't think they've ruled out the possibility Of this football czar that we're talking about and and I don't know that it would be the worst thing in the world because I do think that Ryan Pace gets a bad rap for his talent acquisition when you you do the math and and look at batting averages and the way this works around this league he has not been that bad Um, but I've always been concerned that he does not value his assets enough I think some of the trading is unnecessary I think too many day two picks have been wasted I don't really have an issue with the day one picks when you look how it's worked out Um, but you know so there is cause for concern but to me if you've got a top football mind overseeing a solid personnel director or gm call them whatever you want uh, and i think ryan pace could very well be that and you've also got them you know overseeing a solid head coach You know, obviously the odds are pretty long at this point that Matt would stick around. But um, if he doesn't, whoever the next hire is, the fact that that's the person who would be doing the hire. I mean, the thing that concerns me the most is, is that George McCaskey and Ted Phelps would try and do this on their own. Um, and again, I, I don't think they're as incompetent as people paint them to be either. I think they have done some good things business-wise, but I do think they've established that they're not really football people. And so I tend to lean towards the, the, the bring in a president of football operations and then let that person decide whether Ryan Pace stays, whether Matt Nagy stays, and if they don't, who you're going to replace them with.
4: Talking with Hub Arkish, SCORE NFL insider here, Rami Makloff with you on the SCORE on a Sunday afternoon. Bet Rivers pregame show at 4.30 takes you right up to Packers and Bears at 7.20 tonight. And, and speaking of Matt Nagy, Hub, you reported a few weeks ago and, and Matt Nagy and denied the report. I tend to trust Hub Arkish over Matt Nagy when there are conflicting reports between the two that he was essentially ordered from on high to 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 bench Andy Dalton for Justin Fields and now Justin Fields is back as the starter this week and Hub I was I was surprised that they'd bring him back this week and honestly I was I was kind of hoping that they didn't bring him back at all this season i just want him out of harm's way and 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 in more in, in more trustworthy hands than matt nagy moving forward when we talk about the development of of adjusted fields him being reinserted as the quarterback after the injury is this is this still not matt nagy's call or is he on board with this now from what you're hearing well
2: i i, I think it was going to happen once he was healthy you, you know and, and so you know, they, they said he was the starter, you, you know, and, and so if he's the starter, he's the starter. <laughs> and if he's healthy, then then, then they were going to put him back on the field. You know, as far as my report on that and, 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 you know, Matt's denial, it's really kind of a different situation. If you look at how that all came about, um, yeah, you know, Matt denied it, but he wasn't even asked the question. He went out of his way to bring it up when discussing something else in a press conference we were having. And the way he put it was even interesting. And, and, and you know, listen, the, the guy's trying to save his job. And I'm not, there's nothing dishonest about Matt Nagy. But sometimes we just got, you know, take a step back and say, hey, look at the position these guys are in. They're doing what they have to do. So uh, my sourcing on that was pretty much impeccable. Uh, I am convinced that, uh, you know, ordered is always a word that creates some emotion, uh, but he was certainly directed to do it. it, you know, I don't believe it was his decision on his own and, and you know, that should be taken into account when people evaluate, you know, the, the job that he has done and, you know, whether he's been working with his hands tied behind his back. But at the end of the day, it's not like that's the only mistake he's made, it's the only thing we're talking about. So, um, you know, I, I am worried. I just hope it's not a week or two too soon. You know, you know, when I hear them talking about the ways they have to protect him, if they have to protect him, it suggests to me he probably shouldn't be on the field, you know. But um, if, if it's a case of where he is safe and 100% ready to go, uh, they made him the starter week five. At this point in the season, Rami, I, you're not salvaging much. So as long as you don't get him hurt, you might as well throw him back out there and, and let him continue to learn on the job the hard way.
4: Hub, one more thing for you, and and concerning this game tonight and the rivalry between the Packers and the Bears, uh, some chatter this week about Aaron Rodgers and and the I-own-you comments the last time that these two teams met uh, to to a group of fans behind the end zone after he scored a touchdown, and Matt Nagy was asked if his players heard that, and he said, we're we're aware of it. Aaron Rodgers didn't back down from it at all, and basically said, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of kind of have owned them so that's 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 why i said it is this bulletin board material hub you talk to people in that locker room is that is that something that 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 bears players took notice of and 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 will take out there onto the field tonight
2: you know Robbie, it absolutely is bulletin board material it's absolutely something that bears players took notice of um, but it's not something that they react to as strongly as or take as personally as fans and, and, and the reason is because they're NFL players and they know the truth, and they know that Aaron Rodgers spoke the truth. And, and, you know, if you start complaining about it, when in fact it's easy enough for you to do something about it, you know, it makes you look pretty bad. Uh, I don't know if Studs uh, has access to this, but we had an interview with Jimmy Graham uh, last Tuesday, and Jimmy Graham asked about it, had the best answers I've ever heard. Um, and, And, you know, to paraphrase, or at least just to pick out a small part of it, he said, hey, this ain't golf. You know, we're out there having cry wrecks on every snap, and we know what's going on. And he said, I've said much worse to every team I've played. And and so they're aware of it. Yes, they're absolutely aware of it. Um, Is it something that, that they're as upset about as the fan base is? Probably not.
4: That's Hub Arkish, NFL insider for us here at 670 The Score. Also executive editor, Pro Football Weekly, analyst for Shaw and the Daily Herald and sideline reporter for Westwood One and my guest for the last few minutes here on The Score. Hub, always appreciate the time, sir. Thank you so much.
2: All right, Robbie. Take care.
4: And Hubbardkish joins me on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Let's talk about this rivalry and about those comments from Aaron Rodgers and. Uh, Adam informs me, Adam Studzinski, producer extraordinaire, that we do have those comments from Jimmy Graham when asked about the I own you taunt by Aaron Rodgers. Phone lines open to you at 312-644-6767 is how you can give me a call, shoot me a text, tweet the show, at Rami is tweeting, that's R-A-M-I-E is tweeting, or at 670 the score. Does this Packers-Bears rivalry still have some juice to it? Could it get some more juice to it tonight? We're talking about it with you right after this on The Score.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today. Dan
3: Rodgers is inside the pylon. Touchdown, Packers. It's Rodgers running for the score. <laughs> right on cue, Joe. You had some choice words there for the crowd. Yeah, I mean, I've said, I mean, I've said that to almost every organization I've scored on. So, I mean, I mean, that's real, you know. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know what people think is being said out there. You know, there's a lot worse I've said. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, we just got to stop them, and and you know, we got to get out here ready on Sunday, ready to play, ready to win, simple. So.
4: That highlight courtesy of the NFL on Fox. Jimmy Graham talking about Aaron Rodgers and the I own you comments to Packers fans behind the end zone. At the last time that these two teams met, Packers Bears will meet again tonight at Lambeau Field. 720 kickoff. We have the Bet Rivers pregame show for you at 4.30 right here on 6.70. The score with David Haw, excuse me, with Mully, Olin Cruz, and Patrick Manley. 4.30 right up until kickoff at 7.20. Still to come on the show, you'll hear from Cody Westerlin. He'll be here to talk some Bulls coming up at 2 o'clock. We'll also hear from Stacey Dales, Leroy Butler, the Packers Hall of Famer, here to talk about tonight's game and the rivalry between these two teams that uh, plays its latest chapter tonight. Tonight. and my question for you is does this rivalry still have any juice for you three one two six four four six seven six seven do you still get up for Packers Bears do you still want this one more than you want any other game on the schedule? 312 644 6767 You can tweet the show at 670 the score. You can tweet me at Rami is tweeting. That phone call is good to get you into the Rosen Hyundai text line as well. And by the way, I'm broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Does, does this rivalry still have any juice for you? And and would winning tonight, as unlikely as they might seem, would winning tonight salvage anything or give you any hope at all 312-644-6767 and like I said that's good for the text line you can also tweet the show at 670 the score at Rami is tweeting I think I think the little bit of juice that I have for this rivalry is probably more than most people do now that that opinion might be slightly skewed based on the fact that I live up in Wisconsin amongst Packers fans that I do a show and talk to Packers fans about their football team on a day in day out basis on our sister station, 1250 AM. The fan still tried and true bears fan still bleed orange and blue. So don't get it twisted and think that this is a Packers fan or a, or a Wisconsin guy coming down and invading your airwaves on 670. score. Nope. Born and raised in Chicago. It's just my job to go up and, and talk Packers amongst Packers fans Monday through Friday from three to six on 1250 AM the fan. But from, from my perspective up here, guys, I'm telling you, most Packers fans don't even really see this as a, as, as all that much of a rivalry anymore. I think that amongst Packers fans, most of them, most of them see the Minnesota Vikings as the main rival. And i that, makes, that drives me crazy. That makes me pull my hair out because this is the biggest, longest-standing rivalry in the NFL, and it still means something to me. It's, it's hard to get up for it. It's hard to, to get excited for it because of the way that this thing has gone so often so recently. But I, I want this to mean something. I want this to mean something. And I know on that side of the border, it doesn't mean all that much anymore because the Bears haven't been all that much of of a threat or that much of of competition to to the Packers. But I feel like, and and I I still you know have lots of friends, lots of family in the Chicago area that I talk to. I don't know that that they have all that much juice for or, or electricity for this rivalry between the Packers and the Bears, and that kills me, man. That really does. That kills me. I would. In, in, in at towards the end of the last hour of the show going off some things that that Super Bowl champ Hall of Famer Michael Irvin said to me I want this I, I I'm I, I have a meatball in me man when it comes to to the type of sports fan I try to be you know thoughtful and and analytical and 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 and, and react with with my mind and not my heart and all that good stuff but I I, I have some meatball in me when it comes to the type of sports fan that I am. And I, I want Bears-Packers to be a big thing week in and week out. And it's just it's just not, man, because it's been so lopsided for so long. It's just, It's just not what it once was. Would it feel good to get a win tonight? Yeah, probably as good as a win can feel at this point in the season. You know what I mean? Putting aside whatever big picture... Uh, 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 repercussions that it might have, because I really do think that the bears could be done a favor and bears fans more specifically could be done a favor by the Packers tonight. If there's like an embarrassing beat down on the national stage, as hard as that pill is going to be to swallow, maybe that's the last nail in, in, in Matt Nagy's coffin. And, and he's, he's, out as soon as possible as the head coach of the bears, which I think is something that needs to happen. Nothing personal to Matt Nagy, everything I hear. Great guy. I just don't want to be the head coach of my football team anymore, but a win that aside would feel good tonight. Like I said, about as good as a win could feel. Is it going to feel as good as a win against the Packers has ever felt? Nah, man. Nope. Because I still know what this is. I still know that that's a win tonight. Should it happen, if should that star that I wished upon give us a win over the Packers tonight at Lambeau Field on Sunday Night Football, I still know what this is. It's a blip on the radar. It's a blip on the radar. They are still light years ahead of the Chicago Bears. And that kills me to say, but the Green Bay Packers as an organization are still light years ahead of the Chicago Bears, and so it's hard for me to get up even for a win against the Packers on the national stage, it's hard for me to get up for that and get a lot of juice or electricity for this game tonight or to have a lot of excitement should this team win that game. You know how excited I've gotten about the Packers beating the Bears, or excuse me, about the Bears beating the Packers in the past? This this is ridiculous. You're, this is absolutely ridiculous. But this is how excited, how happy I get. When the Bears can pull off a victory against the Green Bay Packers, something they've done five times, the last time these two, the last 27 times that these two teams have met, I still have, in my apartment, still have framed and displayed. Jay Cutler holding up a turkey leg after they beat the Bears, beat the Packers on Thanksgiving. That's on display, in my apartment. That's how much joy I take in the Bears beating the Packers. But you know what that you know what that win symbolized? Now it was false hope in the end, but it was hope. It was hope. That was a team that was going blow for blow with the Packers and won that game, and it meant something. We have we have been treated to so few of those, man. So few of those in this rivalry that it's it's hard to get up for Packers and Bears in week 14 on Sunday night football. At least for me, it is. Maybe maybe I've been beaten down living and working here behind the cheese curtain. I don't know. I don't know. But this this rivalry has lost not all of its juice, but some of its juice for me. And winning today wouldn't really do a whole lot to fix that. How about you? Has the rivalry lost all its juice? Would a win today salvage anything or give you any hope? 312 644 6767 is you can give me a call. You can shoot me a text. You can tweet the show at 670, the score, at Rami, R A M I E, is tweeting. Let's get a call in quick before the break. Tom, he's also behind the cheese curtain. Now he's on the score. Tom, has this rivalry lost its juice for you? Rami, how are you? Yes. Ha- has it lost? Uh, yes, actually. I was telling the screener that you said it just perfectly that we're more Vikings haters now than we were Packers.
3: uh, We're Bears haters because
4: they're at least a little better than the Bears. So, and they're in second place. So we, we don't like them that much,
3: but it wasn't used to be
2: like,
1: it used to be back in the day where it was really fierce, you know, but that's the way it goes. You know, right. What are you going to do? We dealt with it
3: in the 80s when you guys were much better than we were.
4: Yeah, it's been lopsided for my entire life. Early on in my life, thanks for the call, Tom. Yeah, it was it was the Bears on, on the right side of a lopsided rivalry. And then Brett Favre came along, and, and the tables turned, and then Aaron Rodgers came along, and and, and and the beatings and the drubbings continued, and Bears fans continue to suffer to this day. And when he says, "What are you gonna do?" Here's what you could do: you could uh, be a good football franchise. That's that's something you could do. In a weird way, in a weird way, I would love I would love to see one time in my lifetime. Because like I said, it's been mostly lopsided for most of my life. I would like to see a good long stretch where the Packers and the Bears are pretty decent and are battling it out for the NFC North, and 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 really really brew uh, some bad blood and a rivalry. Like we saw, like we saw between the Steelers and the Ravens there for a handful of years. That was fun, man. That was fun. That was two teams that every time they faced each other, there was something on the line, and that that made for some intensity. That intensity led to some trash talk. That trash talk led to some bad blood, and that was fun. Aaron Rodgers can go and tell the Bears I own them. And basically, all Jimmy Graham has to say is, yeah, he's kind of right. People say that all the time, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he does kind of own us. Aaron Rodgers himself is like, yeah, I mean, show me the lie. You know what I mean? Like, even that, even Aaron Rodgers and microphones picking it up on the national stage and you being the punchline of the NFL, even even Tom Brady was making jokes about, about Aaron Rodgers owning the Bears that that, that following week. Even that did nothing to, to light a fire under the Bears and to, and to light a fire for this rivalry. All, because what can we do? What can we say? There's not much we can say. Not us as fans, not the Bears as players, and there's not much that they can even do about it. You can have pride. Pride doesn't do you a whole lot of good when there's nothing you can do about it. That's what Michael Irvin was talking about. These guys are going to show some pride and go out there. I, don't, I wish I could say that they were. I can have all the pride in the world if Mike Tyson punches me square in the face and puts me on the mat and says, I own your ass. You know what I mean? I can have all the pride I want. I'm not getting up off that mat. Pride ain't getting me up off that mat. And That's how I feel the Chicago Bears are. That's the position I feel the Chicago Bears are in against the Packers, unfortunately. Has this rivalry lost all its juice for you? And would a win today salvage anything or give you any hope? Or even even just make you happy to be a Bears fan for a minute. 312-644-6767. Give me a call. Shoot me a text on the Rosen Hyundai text line. You can also tweet the show at 670 the score at Rami R-A-M-I-E is tweeting. It's Rami Macleod with you on the score on a Sunday and back after this.
1: A lot of times in, in you know situations like this, the trash talk is only able to be used if uh, You know, if you're getting after that uh, individual that uh, that was trash talking. So in order to trash talk, you have to have a lot of confidence in uh, what you've accomplished and uh, what you're going to accomplish in the future. At some point, what I said will be used against me. That's just part of it. But I have no, uh, you know, no regrets for saying what I said. And and, uh, obviously, I think the the record kind of speaks for itself. But I get it. At some point, that will be used against me. It is what it is. I don't I don't regret saying it at all.
4: That was Aaron Rodgers on his I Own You comments to Bears fans behind the end zone after running in a touchdown the last time the Packers and the Bears met. Packers Bears meet again tonight. 720 kickoff from Lambeau Field, the Bet Rivers pregame show with Mully. Olin Kruitz and Patrick Manley coming up at 4.30 right here on 6.70. The score asking you right now, has has this rivalry lost all its juice for you and would a win today – Salvage anything or give you any hope. 312 644 6767. Rami Makloff with you on the score on a Sunday afternoon. Cody Westerland covers the Bulls for the score. He'll be here at 2 o'clock to talk about this team. And if you haven't heard the latest Bulls news, Zach Levine, the latest to go on the COVID list, he uh, goes on there today. That makes nine players now for the Chicago Bulls who are on that COVID restricted list. And according to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, may cause some delays as the Bulls now at risk of not being able to field enough players. They have to have nine players uh, healthy and ready to play to be able to go and play against the Pistons on Tuesday night. And as we sit right now, we do not. Also want to update you on the NFL scoreboard in a few minutes before we talk to Cody, including some criminally stupid football that Adam Studzinski, my producer on the other side of the glass, was telling me about during the break. But has Packers-Bears lost all its juice for you? And would a win tonight salvage anything, give you any hope? moment of joy as a Bears fan in what's otherwise been a dismal season. 312-644-6767 is how you can give me a call. You can shoot a text to the Rosen Hyundai text line as well, like this one from the 847. There's no rivalry. The Bears need to learn how to win to create a rivalry. This stinks for us bears fans. Another one from the three, one, two. I live in Milwaukee and I hate the Packers. Yes. I get up for this game. Only thing that would give me hope is when the coaching and GM are gone, a win just puts a smile on my face. Yeah. Maybe just a momentary smile on your face. Hey, Adam, real quick, before I go to the calls, if you were in my position, lived up here behind the tease curtain and uh, Packers bears are playing tonight. Would you go watch this game in public? Would you go to, like, a sports bar or a restaurant and watch this game in public? Or, or would you be in hiding? Because I'm trying to decide what to do tonight. And if you did go out, if you did go out, would you wear your – well, you already told me you don't wear a Bears gear on game day because it's bad luck. But that aside, if that weren't the case, would you wear your Bears gear in public or would you just kind of try and blend in with the locals?
3: I would, I'm not usually one to go out for Bears games. Typically for Bears games, I I like to just chill at home. But if I were that, like, I mean, I would, yes, I would. If I were someone that wore jerseys on game days, I would do it because I think you always got to fly the colors. And if people want to give you give you crap for it, then, you know, Hey, whatever. Like it's, it's deserved, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> but and would i be a coward to leave at halftime when things are going bad no i don't think so i, I mean like okay. what are you gonna, like why would you continue to sit at at that point you're just paying more money for beer to watch your team get their asses kicked <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's, so exactly, i'd rather go yes. drink the beer at my ho- at my house at that point
4: you're 100 percent okay i think that's what i'll do i'll go out if it's bad i'll just go home
3: there's what go. I'll do.
4: Yeah. and yeah. drink the beer that's in my fridge already. Jordan in Libertyville. You're on six seventy the score. What's up, Jordan?
2: First off, Lance Armstrong won't be a bad choice. He's done more with like one testicle than I've done with two.
4: Fair. That's fair. All right. On to the next call. Bubba in Madison.
3: You're on six seventy the score. What's up, Bubba?
4: Hey, what's up? I'm
3: headed to Lambeau right now. I I'm excited for this rivalry. I think it's, you know, tamed down a little bit. But, you know, I'm excited to see Justin Fields. I'm excited to he's got his weapons. And they, I, I think they're going to actually win tonight. I really do.
4: You think they win tonight? I think they win. I think the Packers are flat-footed
3: coming off a bye. And, you know, the Bears, this is their Super Bowl. Their season's over. But we could really win this game and have a, you know, say that, okay, we beat the Packers.
4: Everyone else thinks they're going to lose. But, I've been in Madison 20 years, and I, you know, I'm surrounded by Packers fans. But I'm the Bear fan, and I'm going to be there,
3: rooting on the Bears.
4: I feel your pain, man, and I and I, res- and I respect I respect the loyalty, and I, I'm I'm in the very same position that that you are in. I, I live in Milwaukee, not Madison, but yes, in, in a sea of Packers fans. And man, it's it's tough, dude. It's tough. Like I still fly my colors. Like Adam just said, you still got you still got to wear your stuff. You got to be loud and proud, but Man, the the proud part is much ha- harder than the loud part. When you're talking about being out here in your bear stuff behind enemy lines, man, it's tough. It's tough, and it's it's the most hurtful, the most disrespectful thing that Packers fans do is they just go, "Oh yeah, no, you're not even you're not even our our most hated team. You're not even our rival. You're not even really on our radar." We have much bigger concerns than the Chicago Bears. That's a dagger, dude. That is an absolute dagger when, when they, they just dismiss you that way. Because, again, it's the same thing as, as any rebuttal to Aaron Rodgers saying, I own you. What? What? What am I going to say? What are you going to say if you come across that type of situation? Nothing. It sucks, man. It's, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow. This from the nine, uh, 9-4-1, I want the Bears to win this game and lose the rest. I do not want a win tonight to save Nagy and pace his job. A win tonight alone would not do it. I don't think it would, at least. And short of a miracle, I don't, I don't see Nagy being back. I from talking to hub and and some some of the other things I'm I'm hearing and reading when it comes to Ryan Pace he he might be back much to my chagrin and probably a lot of the people who just heard me say that he might be back but man Matt Nagy it's it's a long road ahead for Matt for, for any chance of him saving his job. And, and I know he was talking earlier in the week that, you know, if Justin Fields gets healthy and gets rolling and if this defense bounces back, man, who knows what could happen. And for some reason, for some reason, every broadcast I watch every week, the announcers and the graphics people want to put hope up on my screen when, when they show that, That NFC playoff picture and, and who's in, who's on the bubble. They, they keep including the bears in that. They keep including the bears in that and, and wanting, wanting to like spark a glimmer of hope in me that the bears could pull this off. They're not, they're not pulling this off. And I don't, I don't think a win tonight against green Bay is, is going to, is going to change how I feel about that. They're sitting three, three spots from the bottom in the NFC, but I mean, you look at it. And they're what, two games out of a wild card, three games out of a wild card. I'm not going to do math on the air. That's always a bad idea, but it ain't happening. I know, I know Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are really hoping that this happens. And maybe a few bears fans are out there as well. It ain't happening, man. I, I, that That's why it's going to be so hard to take any joy. Should the bears somehow be able to pull one out tonight? Another bears- text is from the, uh, 269. When Rogers leaves, the Packers will play games in Milwaukee again. Uh, this from the 708. I don't give Packers fans any power. They can all go bleep up a rope. I don't even know what that means. We don't give a bleep what they think. They can all uh, bleep, bleep, bleep and eat glass. Yeah. All right.
3: That, you seem like hey, So by the way, the bears are actually only two spots out of a wild card spot somehow, some way. But the problem is one of the teams in front of them beat them, that being the 49ers. So they would have to, they're really three games out if you look at, look at that aspect. Also, I do want to put out there, since that, that one fan that we had on uh, like our last caller, I think it was Bubba, was it Bubba said that he thinks the Bears are going to win? Yeah. I, 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 I'm one of the guys that does predictions for Bears games on 670thescore.com. There's, I mean, there's like 10 Mm -hmm. of us, but I'm the only one that went ahead and picked the bears this week. And here's my justification. I have no good reason for this. Like none at all. It doesn't make sense. It probably won't happen. Whatever. Bear down. And the (laughs) only... The only reason that's your whole explanation. That's it. That's your prediction. The full full explanation is fields is back. And then in parentheses, thank God. And I'm predicting he somehow wills this team to victory because I need something to celebrate in this otherwise hellish season. And then there's the rest of what I said. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. I know every,
4: every week on my show, because you know, it's, it's Milwaukee and I I get paid to talk about the Packers. I'll do uh, one of the things I do every, every football Friday up here. I'll do recipe for a win recipe for a loss for the green Bay Packers. And and obviously they're playing, they're playing the bears this week. So the recipe for a Packers loss would be a bears win by proxy. And, and so, I, I said on my show, like I, I have a hard time just coming up with a football script, like short of like some X-Files type stuff happening and like a UFO hovering over Lambeau and a bright light lifting Aaron Rodgers up out of the stadium for the remainder of the game. Short of that, like just a football, just a football script of how this game could play out and the Bears end up on the right side of it. I said it would have to take like a once-in-a-lifetime performance from David Montgomery and the Bears' run game as a whole, something something like what we saw from Dalvin Cook on Thursday Night Football, like a 200-plus total yard performance, and the Bears just dominate time of possession and keep Aaron Rodgers and that offense off the field and, and, and like really in in like in really a really hard-to-recreate way. Like I said, a once-in-a-lifetime type of performance. How, how could you see this game playing out to where the Bears are on the right side of it.
3: I would say that kind of what I was alluding to in my own prediction, like Justin Fields having a great game, the Bears and and along with that controlling the ball, as as you mentioned, with David Montgomery and, and a little little pepper of uh, Khalil Herbert in there as well. And then the Bears defense would have to play lights out. And in, you know, without Akeem, I also made that prediction before I knew Akeem Hicks wasn't gonna play. I don't think it would have changed my reasoning. Because I don't really have a reason, as, as I said. But if we're actually <laughs> we're actually like trying to figure this out it, again, it would take like a lights out performance from the Bears defense. You know, Robert Quinn's been pretty good this year, so he you know him him getting a couple <coughs> sacks, maybe a sack fumble on Aaron Rodgers. They'd have to force they obviously win the turnover battle, like probably three to one at least. So Aaron Rodgers making a couple bad throws, which he just doesn't do against the Bears, but you know right. he he has done it, just not often. So that something like that, something to the tune of the Bears forcing three turnovers and just Dustin Fields and David Montgomery playing awesome would is pretty much the only way I could see this actually happening.
4: We're going to switch gears, talk to the Bulls with Cody Westerlin. He covers the Bulls for 6-7 to score here at the top of the 2 o'clock hour. But real quick before the break, just want to give an update on the uh, noon slate of NFL games underway right now. few blowouts, but a couple close games as well. Falcons, uh, they lead the Panthers 20-14 in the third quarter. Seahawks holding on to a 16-13 lead over the Texans in the third quarter there. Saints lead the Jets 10-6. In the third, Titans they lead the Jaguars 10 to nothing that game in the third quarter. But I mentioned some blowouts and some blowouts in some games with big playoff implications. The Browns fighting to get back in the race in the AFC North at six and six, taking on the division leaders with the Ravens at uh, eight and four. Browns lead that game. 24 to 6 right now. The Cowboys making good on Mike McCarthy's guarantee to knock off the Washington football team. They lead 24 to nothing in the third quarter of that game and just underway third quarter in Kansas City, Chiefs leading the Raiders 35 to 3 and same same situation as at AFC North out there in the AFC West. Chiefs lead that division at eight and four Raiders wanted to get back in the hunt with a six and six record. And it does not appear that that will happen. And Adam, did you tell me that they kicked a field goal going into the half where on the field, were they that, that the Raiders kicked a field goal down
3: 35 to nothing? Uh, Yes, they were on the chiefs seven yard line and it was the last play of the half. So there's just a few seconds left, but from the seven yard line with a few seconds left, they kicked a field goal down 35 points. From the seven yard line from the seven yard line. Seven yard line. I couldn't believe it. When I, he I saw needs it.
4: to be asked about that after the game. I, I I'm drawing a blank. It was their <laughs> special teams coordinator who took over when John Gruden had uh, his issues. Shall we call them? I, I, his, I'm i drawing a blank on it, but maybe that's it. Maybe he's, he is a special teams coach. Maybe he just has like a, a field goal fetish. He was like, let me get one between. Let me get one between the goalposts real quick.
3: I don't know. I do. Mean, I do, I I do have. Out. I do have the Raiders kicker on one of my fantasy teams. So I guess thanks for the three points.
4: oh. oh you know what? I do too. You just reminded me. I do too. Because who remembers who the kicker is on their fantasy team? But there, there's the latest on the Week 14 slate of games here at noon. Once again, Bears-Packers 720, Bet Rivers pregame show with Molly Olin Kreutz, and Patrick Manley coming up at 4.30 right here on The Fan. If you haven't heard, another bull enters COVID protocol. It's Zach Levine this time. We'll talk about that and all things bulls. Cody Westerland joins me, Rami Makhlouf, next on The Score on a Sunday afternoon. Okay,
0: picture this.